1: You're listening to the Dope Black Dads podcast. I'm Marcus Ramtahol. So today we're going to talk about encouraging emotional openness, vulnerability in relationships. Um, and it's a great subject and I probably don't have enough time to do it enough justice when I think about kind of my journey and the kind of societal expectations and stereotypes for young men, young black men uh, to kind of suppress their emotions generally uh, also in relationships. And I think back on my past relationships and my current relationship uh, of all those kinds of opportunities missed and just how important being open, emotionally available and vulnerable with your partner really is. So as I said, I learned really late, very lucky to have a partner a wife who's willing to be patient with me on that journey. Uh, I think, as I said beforehand, very closed off um, in my emotional availability. And I think that comes from a place of vulnerability, very much defined by my profession, my achievements, the sports that I played. I remember one of the cringiest moments I had was... um, Asking out a girl and being rejected, and saying, "Hey, but I'm in a band and I captain the rugby team. What more do you want?" Um, so, yeah, I've learned a lot since then. And I do think it's really important in in a relationship, and it, and it comes at a certain point where you you have to be open and vulnerable. It's not just though about sharing your fears, but actually sharing your your true hopes and, and big dreams. And it's actually really exciting. I remember. Just feeling so good about my relationship with my wife when I'm able to sit with her and say, you know, this is what I see for us, our family, our careers, everything, and opening really, frankly, uh, talking really frankly and openly about that, and and hearing what what her dreams are as well, and knowing that those are the sort of things that we're sharing just with each other rather than everyone else around us, and I think as well. Um, I genuinely believe that that has made each of us more attractive to each other, which is surprising. I think this myth of the kind of dark, mysterious, handsome man is uh, still kind of floating around out there. But actually, what's really attractive is being open and and honest with your your partner about all those kinds of things. And as I said, it took me a long time. I learned really late. Uh, I was married by then. As I said, i got a very patient wife. And long-term listeners will know that I've talked very openly about my experiences going to therapy with my wife um, when she was going through post-traumatic stress disorder and postnatal depression following birth trauma with the birth of our first daughter. And that realisation after three years of sessions that those sessions weren't just for her. Those sessions were for me as well. I just didn't realise it. Um, And it floored me the way that A professional can create such a safe space for you to talk openly about your relationship, the things you're experiencing, the trauma you've been through with very minimal questions. And coming away from those sessions and that journey with each other and being Conscious that we need to create those kinds of space spaces for ourselves, those safe spaces where we can say, Look, I need to have an honest conversation about this, I'm not feeling great about that, or I really want to share this with you. And I think that comes from saying it out loud, saying frankly to each other, I need to have a serious conversation about, I need to be open and honest with you about and Just saying that empowers that conversation so much and it builds so much trust in the relationship. And you guys who have been long-term listeners will know that one of my favorite vehicles for this is date night. There are conversations you can have with your partner at a dinner table that you just don't have room for in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, particularly if you've got kids running around the place. And that's why I feel date night is so important, whatever your budget, whatever your situation, finding that one night a month, every two months, if you have to, where somebody else can look after your children and you can have that time together. And it's just such a natural feeling as well. When you're sitting there sharing a meal with no distractions to talk And be open and vulnerable and talk about your aspirations as well as your fears. It's such an amazing feeling. And then when it comes to that kind of communication, when you're talking about, okay, I need to sit down and have a, a chat with you or I need to share something with you. Something that I learned from coaching is. You know, proactively listening is really hard. Like it's super hard. It's it's draining, it's worth it, it's so rewarding, but it's really hard. Um
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: And something that I take from coaching into those kinds of conversations is to resist the urge to offer advice or your opinion unless it's been asked for. You know, sometimes all we want is someone to listen. We just want a listening ear. Sometimes, of course, we do want that advice. That's why we're going to our partners, the person we trust the most. And we do want their opinion. Sometimes we just want to know that someone is listening to us. Uh, So that's my biggest tip when it comes to that kind of effective communication. Really, really listen. And sometimes you don't need to, to throw your, your tippants into the ring and say, look, this is how I feel about this. Um, and to just make, you know, one of the tips to make sure you're really listening is to repeat back what the person has said to you. It's such a simple thing. And again, even if your partner knows you're doing that, at least they know that you're listening. And I think that's a, a really important tip. And it's something I took from coaching and I still use to this day um, in conversations with anyone, but particularly with, with my partner. And finally, I think this day and age, we have an awful lot of noise about self-care. And I, I say noise in the nicest possible way. Um, it seems if you did all the stuff that all the gurus out there tell you to do to look after yourself, you'd never have any hours left in the day. And you might be overly exhausted <laughs> by all the things that are recommended for you. You know, eating healthily, going to the gym, journaling, all that kind of stuff it is great and it's fantastic advice. I think sometimes it's not necessarily the best advice for working parents because we just don't have time to do all that stuff. But self-reflection and self-care, as I keep telling you guys, it's so important. So number one, therapy for yourself. I've talked about my journey with my wife and how brilliant that was and how, you know, talks, conversations in the mental health space are getting better. I still think some people are seeing therapy as a last resort, as a, as a kind of, you know, as like something for someone else, not for me. I think it's so valuable, so important, uh, and it's getting more accessible as well. Secondly, carving out that time for yourself. Yes, it's difficult, but also don't beat yourself up about not doing 30 minutes three times a week in the gym or eating healthy every single day of the week or journaling for 20 minutes a day and all that kind of stuff that's recommended. If you do it already, that's great. I'm not going to say don't do it, but also don't beat yourself up about it if you're not. My final thought on that actually is something I've been doing for a while. My colleague and dear friend, Marcelo Savoni, um, gave me this gift in 2018 on my birthday. This is a Q&A a a day journal. Uh, It's a fantastic idea. I've been doing this for almost five years now. 365 questions, five years, 1,825 answers. And the idea of this this book is that every date you get a different question. So I just opened this up to January 28th. It says, how do you describe your home? Uh, Sometimes they're quite deep. Sometimes they're quite mundane. But what I love is over the years, I'm able to look back on the same question and see What I was doing, what my state of mind was like and reflect upon where life has taken me in the last five years and really actually enjoy those moments whilst reflecting purposefully on the day that I've just had. And it doesn't take longer than a minute to fill out. So that's a real quick win for someone like me who doesn't like journaling. Um, This has been amazing and I love it. And that's my kind of takeaway tip uh, for you guys to go away with. As always so much more I could share about um, my journey but for you uh, listeners out there I hope this encourages you to sit down and have those conversations with your partner be open, be vulnerable enjoy what that means and how it works out for you uh, as always encourage date night I still think it's some of the most valuable thing you can do with your partner uh, and always encouraging self-care as well.